Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Hi, I'm Charlotte. And I'm Helly, and welcome to Growth in Progress, the podcast where we have open and honest conversations about things that aren't usually discussed, but that can help us all to grow. If you've listened to the podcast before, then you know how this works. Every week, we catch up about what we've been up to, share something we've been loving, whether it's a TV show, a book, a bit of food, and then we go on to discuss a topic that we feel is really relevant to right now, the sort of things that you know, a lot of people are probably thinking about but aren't necessarily discussing. If you enjoy this episode, please don't forget to hit subscribe and leave us a review on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. So we're recording on a Saturday again, which is rogue for us, but it's because you've been away this week. How exciting. I have. Oh my goodness. I can't describe how amazing it was to go away for a little while. I think, I mean, everyone's going to be in the same boat when when everyone's had their first trips but it was so so nice to just be somewhere new and have a change of scenery and spent so much time outside I think I walked about 30 miles in the last wow. five days or so a lot of it was uphill Devon is hilly um <laughs> but it was so so beautiful and we had the most perfect weather as well it was absolutely gorgeous and it was so nice to be by the sea oh I'm back now and it's very sad but it was a lovely, lovely change of scenery. It looked stunning and the weather was incredible. And I feel like you just got it at that perfect time. Yeah, it so so nice. And I think highly recommend going somewhere just before a bank holiday because it's a lot less busier than it probably would be otherwise because everyone's arriving the following week. Mm. But um, we stayed at the most gorgeous um, like holiday rental um with a view over the water we stayed in Westwood Ho fun fact is the only um place in the British Isles with an exclamation mark in the name I saw that on your Instagram it really made me laugh (laughs) I really enjoyed it (laughs) as an English lit nerd love a little bit of a grammatical fact (laughs) we're so cool (laughs) but yeah it has been lovely it was really nice to get away um have a bit of a change of scene but how are you what have you been up to um not an awful lot to be perfectly honest with you just working away um one exciting development though for anyone who has been on the emotional journey which is um realizing that the marks and spencer marmite hot cross buns are no longer sold because we're no longer pre-easter um there is a new marmite themed product at m&s I think, did I send you a picture of these? Yes, I'm very excited about it. Well, okay, so they're, the, they're called the Marmite Pinwheels, I think. In my head, they're called Scrolls, thanks to you. Um, <laughs> so I'm calling them Marmite Scrolls, but they're actually Marmite Pinwheels. And they're like cheese straws that are in like a Catherine wheel shape. And then it's like they've been dunked into Marmite, almost like a Florentine is dunked in chocolate. This is dunked in Marmite. Um... And you can have them hot or cold. I've been eating them cold, but I feel like they would be very nice hot. 
they're not as good as a hot cross buns but <laughs> they will do you know <laughs> I need I need to get them they sound amazing this is a really niche reference but for anyone who's ever had a Vegemite scroll in Australia they are similar to that I believe which is why I'm very excited to try them um but you might be a little bit jealous because it turns out my mum had been like stockpiling um the marmite hot cross buns i actually ate a whole packet this week while we were away oh my god i am getting in the car and driving up to nottingham right now <laughs> get some coming for you in the freezer i was very excited to discover it and the chocolate ones as well <gasps> the chocolate ones were good weren't they so chocolatey but anyway <laughs> <laughs> massive tangent but anyway uh do you want to share your recommendation for the week yeah so I have my main recommendation but I also have a little mini one um which you might actually enjoy as well but I I can't eat dairy does not agree with me and one of the biggest things that I miss is drinking milk and also yogurts and I know there's loads of dairy-free yogurts and that's fine but I used to love Activia. They now do a plant-based Activia, which Ooh. is incredible. I absolutely love it. It's mango flavored, but like subtle mango. And if you're a bit weird like me and can't have dairy and really miss drinking milk, um, <laughs> it's a nice kind of in-between. And it ge- it genuinely tastes like a, a flavored Activia, but it's, it's dairy-free. I'm going to so- pick those up. Have you had the... Um- you know that brand? I think it's like the Moo Collective. Oh, yeah. So they now do plant-based versions of their yogurts, the fudge version. Oh, my God. I've had to stop buying it because I could sit there and eat the whole tub in one go. I'm like that with the chocolate Alpro yogurts. Oh, my God. They're lethal. They they're are absolutely so lethal. Good. I almost They're so light and chocolatey. I almost feel like they're refreshing, so then I think yes. it's okay to eat more. Yeah, I'm like, oh, it's almost like a drink. It's just like a refreshing... <laughs> this is not the destination for health food is it really but so what's your full recommendation for the week so my recommendation this week is a movie it's on netflix and it just came out last week actually um and it's called stowaway and it's got anna kendrick in it and tony collette and i didn't realize i was watching it on the day it was released me and mum just happened to sit down and It was at the top of Netflix and we clicked on it. But it's a space movie. So it is a little bit stressful, as all space movies really stress me out. Um, But it's a crew of a spaceship and they're headed on a two-year mission to Mars. And there's only three of them on board the ship. Um, But after they've taken off, like not long after, they discover a stowaway on the ship. Oh, my God. Um, And... Basically, they're too far from Earth to turn back. And obviously, because there's only three of them on board, they've only got the resources to support three lives. So there's now a fourth person on board the ship and they realise that they're not going to have enough oxygen for the whole two-year trip if the fourth person stays on on board. It's really, really interesting movie. The reviews of it are really good. Um, apparently, it's quite realistically done in terms of what life will be like in space and how realistic the storyline is if a similar situation were to happen um it is a little bit stressful (laughs) if you're someone who doesn't enjoy those bits of movies where you're pretty sure someone's gonna die um probably don't watch it (laughs) (laughs) but 
I was really impressed by it and it was something so different for Anna Kendrick as well. I think that was partly why I enjoyed it so much because it was just so, it was so out there for her and it is, it's an odd film and you don't get all the answers and the ending is a bit abrupt, but I almost kind of like that a bit more that it's not tied up in a neat little, little bow at the end. Mm. Um, so yeah, I really recommend giving it a watch. It's something, something different if you're into the kind of sci-fi thriller sort of film. Highly recommend. It's on Netflix. Oh, okay. I'm going to give that a watch, but I might have to see how it get on because space movies do really stress me out. It does toe the line a little bit for me and I find myself kind of covering my face a bit or I really want to mute it. (laughs) (laughs) That's my thing. If it's getting stressful, I just want to mute it and just not look at it until that bit's over. That's so funny. (laughs) Anyway, um, what's your recommendation this week? So mine is TV movie related as well and it's Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Now, I know that we recommended WandaVision a couple of... I think you recommended it a couple of weeks ago now. Mm. Um, And we have previously spoken about our love of Marvel. And we started watching Falcon and Winter Soldier when it came out a couple of months back. And we've watched it weekly. And it finished last week. Um, There will be absolutely no spoilers here because I have no interest in spoiling anything for people. Thank you. But... um, (laughs) It is just one of the best things I've watched. Possibly better than WandaVision. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, they're very, very different. Um, but really interesting concept. It The storyline isn't as like trippy and surprising as WandaVision or anything mm. like that. Like It's quite a straightforward storyline. There are parts that I think are quite predictable, some that aren't. But like the way they deal with the dynamic of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier is really interesting um and they deal with a lot of social issues in particular race and healing from trauma um and it was just really it's really hard to talk about without giving any spoilers at all um but I think they did it in such brilliant way and in the final episode there is like a monologue and it's as though someone it's got nothing to do with our current situation in terms of like our society but you could literally pick it up and transplant it like it's so relevant um and I always think those sorts of things are really interesting because often these things are written way before Mm. things happen in real time I feel like this has been a really vague recommendation I'm not sure if it's actually been helpful for anyone I'm really sorry if that was really annoying um (laughs) but if you have Disney plus I would recommend watching it even if you aren't a huge Marvel fan because actually it raises some really important issues I think I feel like it does so I've only seen the first episode Taylor and I watched it together before he left the UK and then we decided to wait until they've all come out and then we'll watch them all together um so I've not seen the rest of it yet but I do feel like it can almost if you haven't watched Marvel before I feel like you could watch it in isolation obviously you haven't got the back history yeah you don't need it for this I don't think I think it's helpful there's a couple of character references where it'd probably be quite helpful to know the whole story but they're quite good at subtly explaining things yeah yeah I got that even just from the first episode I got that impression that like the storylines they were going to be dealing with were so like, enclosed in this whole series. Um, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to watching the rest of it. It's a brilliant piece of pop culture and I can't wait to discuss it with you when you've watched it because I think you'll have some really interesting thoughts on it as well. I think we're going to try and binge it next weekend, possibly. <gasps> brilliant. Okay, well, we'll have to discuss it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
So this week we wanted to talk about habit forming and habit maintenance. I think it's something that we're both pretty big fans of having good habits and routines in our lives, but it's also something that not just us, but everyone has struggled with a lot over the past year when things have been so uncertain and maintaining those habits and healthy habits can be really, really hard. Um, So we wanted to just chat a bit about how we go about maintaining those habits or forming those habits initially and the best way to integrate them into your life without it feeling like a huge chore. Because I feel like that's the main thing, isn't it? If you feel like it's a chore to make those changes in your life, you're just not going to do it. Completely. If it's going to be something that is really hard for you to incorporate or requires a huge step change, it's just not something that's going to be achievable. And then you almost get into a mindset where you're worried you're not going to be able to do it, so it makes it harder to do. And that's why I think one of the best pieces of advice I've ever heard, and this was from, I think I heard it from um, Dr. Rongan Chatterjee, and I think I've recommended his podcast before, but his book, I mean, all of his books are absolutely brilliant. If you're into this sort of thing, I would recommend. But the thing he suggested was that you tag a habit onto an existing habit. Mm. And it has changed the game for me. It's how I have formed so many better habits. Because if you're already going to do something like make your morning coffee, having your vitamins next to your kettle means that you're going to take your vitamins because it's really easy to do. And then it becomes a habit. And then you don't have to think about it. Yeah, I think I read something by, I think it's James Clear, and he calls it habit stacking, but it's essentially the exact same thing, like adding adding a small habit to a routine that already exists so it's easier to form that habit. And I think morning routines are the perfect example of it because we all, well, most of us have some sort of morning routine, even if you don't realize it. So making small changes to that is so much easier. And I think that's a good point as well. Good habits start small like yeah. making massive changes is is going to be overwhelming and then inevitably you're probably going to stumble at some point and then feel like you've failed and it's just not really helpful whereas if you can succeed at the small ones it then helps you achieve those bigger ones totally because when you're trying to change a habit like if you try and take on something really huge like say I always think thinking about like healthy eating is a really good example here like if you decide right tomorrow I'm not going to eat any processed food, I'm not going to have any like saturated fats, I'm not going to have sugar, I'm not going to drink alcohol, all of that, and you do that overnight, that's so difficult, because you almost then have to override all the habits you formed previously, Mm. so it's like you're fighting a habit with another habit, whereas if you're like, do you know what, tomorrow I'm not going to have a glass of wine after work, it's a much easier step in the right direction. Yeah, I think that's another good point as well don't see those big things as as one habit so like healthy eating you might think oh I want to make a habit of eating better but it's much easier to break it down and consolidate it into smaller habits that add up to that bigger one so if you do use the healthy eating example say you're you're only going to have sweets or chocolate on a weekend or you'll cut out meat three days a week or whatever change it is that you're trying to make break it down into smaller steps because Mm. like we said you can't just snap your fingers and start eating healthy over overnight it's going to be such a difficult transition for you and your body as well and I think another really great thing to keep in mind is that we shouldn't overlook the impact of incremental changes I was listening to a podcast the other week I think it was one of Jake Humphrey's podcasts um 
which I mentioned a couple of weeks back anyway, and he was saying how they were talking to some expert and they used the example of something like Amazon introducing one-click purchases or Netflix doing, you have to like wait five seconds and the next episode plays. And they're like, from a business point of view, implementing that is a tiny change. Like it is tiny in terms of like the customer experience, but both work to drive crazy extra revenue because you're keeping people on the platform more. You're getting that, um, you're getting that sale quicker. You're removing the barriers. And I think in our lives, when we think of old tiny changes, eh, it's not worth it. It's all or nothing. We have to go in and like do this 100% and it has to be perfect. That's not how the rest, like, that's not how the business world thinks. When there's revenue on the line, that's not how people are thinking. So why would it not work for us on an individual level? Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And I totally agree. And I think part of that is, like, to an extent, if you're wanting to change your habits or create new habits, it's, I think it's helpful to look at it like a lifestyle change. Yeah. But then also you can't change your lifestyle all at once and overnight. And I think if you can pick maybe three habits that you want to form and focus on them for a few months and make those incremental changes and then the next few months look at three more habits and make those changes and then you're much more able to focus on those smaller moments and those smaller things that you want to change in your life and then overall it's more effective I mean it it is a long game at the end of the day what is it it's I think it's 66 days to form a habit so it's like a month for for you to form the habit and then up to three months for it to consolidate in your brain it sounds like a long time but really three months isn't that long and if it's something that you can change in your lifestyle and how you go about your day-to-day three months is is nothing if it's something that's going to benefit you in the long term well exactly and when you think of it as a long-term goal you're right three months isn't anything but it also reminds you that you do have to play the long game with so many things like it's never going to be straightforward you're not going to suddenly say I'm going to drink my two liters of water every single day and then do it every day for the rest of your life there will be days or weeks or even months where you're really on it and you're sticking to all your habits and you feel great but then there are also going to be times when it's not as easy to do because life happens and we're human and we're flawed so sure sometimes we're not actually going to be able to do that And I think it's riding that out and being quite compassionate with yourself and saying, okay, Mm. I've kind of fallen off of the wagon a bit. I've not, um, I'm not keeping up with the habits as I was. I don't feel as good. Let's just start again. And giving yourself that grace to start again, rather than beat yourself up that you haven't stuck to something. Yeah. I saw a quote and it said, make it small enough or enjoyable enough so that you can't say no. And I, I think that really rung true with me um in terms of like habit stacking and also making it something that you enjoy doing for example I've recommended the presently app before um it's just if you haven't listened to that episode presently app is a little it's a gratitude app basically and every day you can write in as much or as little as you want I usually just put in one sentence of something that I'm really grateful for or something really positive that's happened that day could be something really big or it could be as small as like hearing the birds and enjoying the sunshine on my lunchtime walk but I wanted to get into the habit of doing that and finding something positive in every day especially during the pandemic Um, and at first I had to set a reminder on my phone every day to remember to do it 
And I did that for months. Like that reminder was going off on my phone every day for months. Whereas now the reminder doesn't even go off anymore. And I got a notification the other day saying that I've now done it for 225 consecutive days. But that's because I stacked it into my bedtime routine. I've been doing it for long enough that it's consolidated it into a habit. And I enjoy doing it. Yeah, I totally agree with the thing of you've got to make it something you enjoy and that makes you feel good because then you want to keep continuing it because it makes you feel good. Like I use a similar app, it's called Morning, um, and it does do the gratitude part, but it also looks like affirmations and like what would make today great, what has made today great. So it's quite nice to reflect at the start and end of every day. And to begin with, same thing, it had to prompt me every evening, every morning to fill it out. And now I just pick up my phone and it's the first thing I do. And it's kind of combined the two habits of wanting to be a little bit more present, mindful, starting my day more positively, and also scrolling less on Instagram and whatever Mm. the platform as I wake up in the morning and as I go to bed at night, because I've almost replaced the scrolling time as something that's for a start more positive, but also that's actually really started to benefit me. Yeah, I think that's another point as well. It doesn't have to be something physical or tangible. I think there's people underestimate the power of having good habits that are that are good for your your mindset and your your outlook and little ones like that that you can practice every day make the habit forming so much easier but mm. it's something that is is so beneficial in terms of like mental mental well-being yeah sometimes the smallest changes are the ones that make the most difference as well Like when Mm -hmm. I get into bed now, I spray my sleepy spray and I put on my hand cream and I put on my like cuticle oil. And because I've got all that on my hands, I then can't pick up my phone. So I actually have to sit there for a few minutes and just let it all soak in. And then I'm like, actually, I don't want to pick my phone up again. Like it gives you that really solid break. And you would think just putting on your hand cream is just putting on your hand cream. But actually they can, it can almost like have that nice halo effect of other positive things as well. Yeah, and I think once you start seeing the benefits of it as well, you you then become more persistent and determined with the habit because mm. you're seeing the benefits from it and the success of it. And again, this this doesn't have to be big things. It's It comes back to that lifestyle change again. If you want to change your outlook or if you want to integrate affirmations or you want to practice more mindfulness, these are really small changes you could make. I mean, try building it up if you want to say meditate for 20 minutes in every morning that's a lot to suddenly dive into but start meditating for two minutes and then five minutes and then after another week put it up to 10 minutes mm. do you know what I mean it doesn't have to be again an all or nothing mentality someone who I would really recommend going and checking out if you are looking at kind of new habits you can incorporate or how to go about trying different habits is Emma Gums. And her podcast, The Emma Guns Show, a couple of, I think it was 2018 she did it, 2018 or 2017, every single fortnight she would pick up a new habit. So there were some things like using a reusable coffee cup or doing 20 minutes of yoga every night, those sorts of things. And she tested them all out and it was very much, she approached it with a very much like an experimental mindset of some of these things are going to make me feel better and I'm going to do them forever. Some of these things are going to make me feel better and I'm going to obviously not keep them up because I'm human and some of them might not benefit me and it was a really interesting I followed it along for the entire year and it's really worth going and listening to because it's really interesting to hear someone else try different habits and then some of the habits not work out because that's totally fine yeah I couldn't agree more with that I think again 
there's this all or nothing mentality like the eating healthy or if you have a, a cheat meal, well, got to start again next month. Like it's, it's totally fine if you make a mistake or you feel like a habit isn't right for you or you need to make some changes to it. And I think that's the key thing here. It's, it's progress, not perfection. I feel like mm-hmm. we say it a lot, but all of these changes habits don't form overnight they take months to form and if in that process you realize it's not a habit for you or you need to change it to fit your lifestyle better that's that's totally fine don't feel like you have to do yoga every night and meditate for 20 minutes every morning because so and so on instagram does that like that's right for them but it's not right for you necessarily Mm, i think it's just almost approaching it with that experimental mindset and going oh let's give this a go and just being inquisitive rather than taking it on as something you have to do it goes back to that thing about finding the things you enjoy yeah and i do feel like it's helpful as well if you can if you can tell other people about it or track it in um i use an app called habits that you literally just enter your habit and you tick off each day if you've done it or not and it just helps to hold yourself accountable but it's also not there's no pressure like some of the things on there i know that i'm not going to do every day and that's fine but it holds me accountable as to when I have done Mm. something and it just makes me a bit more aware of what I am doing and I'm not and if I haven't ticked something off for a week or two it then just makes me think okay is this is this habit working for me or do I need to look at changing it a little bit to suit my day better yeah and I think that's a really nice way to just keep track of it and also then see almost open your mind to other options the other, um, the other thing I think is really important when you're looking at habits and that kind of motivation to keep going, because I think often we think you have to be motivated all the time, but actually what you need is good habits because you're not going to be motivated every day, mm. is not comparing yourself to a previous version of yourself where they were you were really on the habits because yes. situations change. And I, the reason I mention this is I realised I was doing it the other day And I was giving myself a hard time being like, I used to do a bar class four times a week. That was such a good habit. I've fallen out of that habit. It's awful. And I was like, right, I'm going to have to start that again. And then I got to thinking, and I was like, actually, my life now is very different to how it was 12 months ago when I was doing that. And it's really good to kind of look back and go, okay, I felt great. I felt physically and mentally better. So let's try and incorporate that habit again. But it's okay if the habit looks different now because situations change and actually there's no value in me comparing 2021 Charlotte to 2020 Charlotte when things were very different. That is so true and it's funny because I did the exact same thing but with yoga because in the first lockdown when I was in Melbourne I did yoga every day for that entire what three months of lockdown and when the second lockdown came around in August or whenever it was that I was there I just could not do it again. I couldn't bring myself to get up every morning and do it. And I was like, I really gave myself a hard time for it. Like I managed to do it for all of those months. Why can't I do it now? But there's so many different things going on and it's a different situation. And see, lockdown is stressful and it takes its toll. And I was benefiting more from being outdoors and walking instead of being in the house because obviously I'd been in the house for six months then. And that wasn't something that I'd allowed myself to to really think about like how long I was spending cooped up. Did I want to spend longer inside doing yoga or did I want to be out walking? And if you can almost take a step back and mm. to to kind of examine why you're comparing yourself and why it's different this time, I think that's helpful. Yeah, because there'll be, whilst, you know, 
what was a really good habit might have fallen away. There'll be other positive habits that you do instead. Like I wasn't practicing gratitude daily a year ago. So mm. it's not it's not as simple as I used to do it, I should still be doing it. I failed because I've no longer kept this habit up. I think we all need to have a bit more of like a relaxed approach to habits. Like habits are a positive thing. They're a good thing to get into. And they can be a fun thing to get into. And if you, you know, if you trip up a little bit or whatever, you've not failed. You're just human. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? If you're if you're really feeling like you have to force yourself to do that thing, it's probably not something that you enjoy anymore. And you probably don't need it as a habit in your life. Don't try and shoehorn it into your life because you think you should. That's not mm. that's not how to consolidate a habit well. There's enough things that we think we should, in inverted commas, do in life. We don't need to start adding habits to that list as well. Yeah. So we hope you have found this episode really helpful and has served as a bit of a motivation for you if you are struggling a bit at the moment, keeping those positive habits or kind of maintaining habits as we start to transition back into like a normal-ish way of life. As ever, don't forget to hit subscribe. We will speak to you next week, but in the meantime, stay safe. Bye! Bye! Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did to create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.